Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Great to have you watching and listening today. Episode 95. Can you believe it? We were just a few episodes away from hitting 100. How cool is that? Well, listen, 41 Strong is a podcast where we deliver encouraging scriptures and stories to help you hold on and stand strong. So for more information about the number 41 and how that ties into the show, you can go to 41willcome.com. That's 41willcome.com. Or you can go to my website, which is chuckytate.com. Chuck E. Tate, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Tate, T-A-T-E dot com. And I'd love to have you subscribe to, to my email list and get you some encouragement in your inbox as well. Well, listen, we're going to get right to today's special edition of 41 Strong because I have my dad in the studio. This coming weekend is Father's Day. Sunday will be Father's Day. So I invited my dad, Chuck Tate Sr. You got double Chuck um, this, um, on this episode. So it's Double Chuck Podcast Day. But dad, welcome to 41 Strong. Great to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. All right. Good deal. Well, listen, we're going to, um, I want to give you plenty of time to share some stories that I, I promise you today, you're going to be encouraged. Your faith will be fueled. All right. My dad's a, I'm a power preacher. And today he's just going to sit. I'm going to ask him some questions. He's going to share some stories, some, some miraculous things have taken place in his ministry and his life. So I hope that you can stick around for the remainder of this show today as we talk about the miraculous, but um, but first, so Dad, you've been in ministry longer than I've even been alive. Like fifty-two years. Fifty-two years. Fifty-two. Yes, yes I uh, uh, when I when I was uh, fifteen and sixteen, when I had the assurance of my salvation, uh, right away the Lord uh, called me to preach, and uh, so I. I at, uh, I went to Richwood High School for two years and uh, Chillicothe High School for two years. And during that time in the study halls, I'd be memorizing scriptures. <laughs> I'd memorize over a hundred scriptures. And uh, so uh, from, from that time, uh, seven, from 17 years old until right now, almost 70, uh, praise That's the right. Lord. I, You'll be 70 I'll be in 70 January. in October. And wow. I mean, yeah, I said January. That's mom. <laughs> I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, and, and, and so uh, uh, for 70 years, so uh, during that time, uh, intern pastor, uh, I, was a, uh, I was a youth evangelist, uh, I, uh, I was an assistant pastor, I pioneered a church in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, church, other, other churches, and uh, uh, a missionary evangelist, uh, went to 33 uh, missionary trips, and uh, the Lord did many wonderful things. A lot of people received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Uh, people were healed, and uh, the Lord did miracles, just like in the book of Acts. So, um, 33 missionary trips, does that include Haiti and Nicaragua? Yes, Haiti and Nicaragua, 30 times to Mexico, two times to Nicaragua, and one time to Haiti. All right. 
So um, dad's been in ministry 52 years. He'll be 70 in, in October. And during the time that I've been alive, he has served as a pastor, an interim pastor, an evangelist, a missionary evangelist. And um, man, lots of, lots of stories. Um, I'm going to write about some of them in my next book. But let's, um, why don't you share, I'd love to, to have you share um, a story that, that sticks out to me. Um, more than most, because it has to do with an orphanage that I was even able to visit a, as a kid, but you made, obviously, several trips to Mexico. But on this one particular trip, um, you had been praying. Um, yeah. You were telling me in the car on the way here that you prayed yeah. for six hours. From yeah. This is when we were living in Phoenix, Arizona, and you drove from Phoenix to Mexico. Yeah. And um, six-hour drive, you yeah. were praying. So when you got there, yeah. you were... You were ready to minister. You were yeah. ready to preach, and you were ready to you were ready to even preach to some chickens, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, so tell us tell us what happened when you got to the orphanage. So, when I got to the orphanage, just as soon as I got there, uh, the director of the orphanage, uh, Sister Austin, she said, "Brother Chuck, the chickens have quit laying eggs. They haven't laid eggs in five weeks. And could you go out and pray for the chickens?" I said, "Yes." And uh, the Lord told me to grab a handful of chicken feed. So I grabbed a handful of chicken feed. One of the brothers there, Brother Lundine, he wanted to go out there with me. And so, and, but uh, she, had, she had like 70-some chickens, and she had 12 roosters. Okay. And, and so uh, they're everywhere. So how in the world are they going to come to me? But anyway, I went out there, and I started waving this chicken feed. And they, they came out from the bushes. <laughs> they came out running from everywhere. <laughs> And gathered around me in a huddle like a football game. And so uh, I started preaching to the chickens because they haven't laid eggs in five weeks. So I was preaching to the chickens and I was telling them, uh, you know, that you have to obey the name of Jesus. You haven't laid eggs and, uh, and so you're going to start laying eggs. And so I, I, I was preaching to these chickens and telling them about their creator. They have to obey uh, the voice of the creator. They have to obey the word of the Lord. They got to obey the name of Jesus. And, and his name is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, you chickens are going to start laying eggs. And, and so uh, and so out of you don't start laying eggs, I'll go your head, you know. And <laughs> you know, so, so anyway... <laughs> The Lord told me to throw the chicken feet out to him because the anointing is... I, I had the chicken feet in my hand. The anointing is in the chicken feet. I threw it out to him, and they were all fighting over it. You know, just squabbing around, fighting over all the, the chicken feed. And, uh, and so then I said to Brother Lean, I said, tomorrow we're going to go looking for chicken eggs. And so, well, in, in the morning, we got up in the morning, the first thing we thought to do was to go out and look in the roost, you know, and there, there were no eggs in the roost. And so we were kind of looking around, you know, like a hunt, you know, <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for these eggs, you know. And so uh, I felt led to go into a, a little open trailer that, that Sister Austin had there at the orphanage, and I went in there, and we found four eggs. And, uh, and so the next day it doubled, it tripled, and then uh, the chickens start laying two and a half dozen eggs a day. Wow. So here, you know, when we run into a circumstance like that, first of all, I, you know, I prayed all the way from Phoenix all the way to Mexico, six hours in prayer, 
And you're not wasting time because that anointing of the Holy Spirit will be upon you and you'll say what God tells you to say. And when you say what God says, you're going to have a miracle. And she got a miracle. And she didn't have to. By the way, she, was, she had to go buy eggs for five weeks when those chickens weren't laying eggs. And now she didn't have to buy eggs anymore for the children at the orphanage. God gave them a miracle. Praise God for the name of Jesus. Amen. So if you have chickens and they quit laying eggs, you can speak to the chickens. They have to obey the name of Jesus. That's right. Right? right? So um, just to summarize that story, how, how many weeks had, had it been? Almost five and a half, uh, six she said they, they, they quit laying eggs for five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Five weeks. No eggs. Bring in Papa Tate, who has been prayed up, and um, grabbed some chicken feed, prayed over that feed, threw it out to the chickens, and immediately they began laying eggs. And, you know, that might not seem like such a big deal to, to us, but when you're in an orphanage, those eggs were a source, a daily source of food that was needed um, as provision for all of those kids. So the orphanage was limited with finances and had to start buying eggs, and um, that changed really quick when you got there. So. <laughs> so, you know what the Word of God says, decree a thing and it will be established, right? It says right. you can have whatsoever we say, John 14, 14 says, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Anything includes um, preaching to some chickens, right. right? I mean, I preach to sheep every week, but you preach to chickens, right? So. <laughs> So, um, awesome. I hope your faith is fueled by that story, whatever your circumstance is today. Remember, when you stand on the Word of God, when you decree the Word of God, circumstances do change. I mean, that's what 41 will come is all about. We don't quit. We don't throw in the towel. When we're in a season of waiting, season of trial, even if that means that trial and that circumstance means chickens not laying eggs. So, I love that story. One of my favorite stories, Dad. Um, why don't you tell us about the time you were in Mexico and um, another miracle took place with a, a child that was going to be born, stillborn. Yes, yes. Uh, I, was, I was holding a meeting in San Luis, Mexico, which is 35 miles south of uh, Yuma, Arizona. And, uh, and that meeting was at the garbage dump. And uh, believe it or not, people were living at the garbage dump. So we, we sat up there and... Uh, we had a campaign there for a week at the garbage dump. And remember this man brought this little girl. She was seven years old. And I said, how do you want us to pray for her? And she, he said, she has never, ever said one word in her life. She's seven years old, and she has never said one word in her life. And so uh, I, I said, okay. So, uh, so uh, all I did, all I did was I... I took authority over the dumb spirit and commanded the, actually commanded the deaf and dumb spirit to loose the child and to come out of the child in the name of Jesus. And, uh, and so after that, the Lord told me, put the microphone to her mouth. And I said to the little girl, I said, Jesus Christ, is el Señor. And that little girl, and the crowd went crazy because <laughs> they know the little girl. Man, you know what happened? That miracle, that little girl talking for the first time in her life, that caused the whole family to get saved. Not only that, it, 
It caused people to come to the meeting, too. And people got saved. And you know what happened? They had to build a church with that crowd. So, so what happened was some, uh, a contractor from Idaho, he brought a team with him, and they built them a, a brand-new church building. And they built a parsonage for the man who was interpreting with me, Martin. They, they uh, built a parsonage for him, and uh, that church just took off, praise God. That's, that's what happened when one, one little miracle like that, praise and, it, and it's a big miracle, too. Because the girl, that little girl, never talked in her life. And that is our Jesus. And there's no, no problem too big for him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll do the same for you. Amen. All right, man. You're getting it going right now. So um, as, as you, can, you can see growing up, and not just growing up, even today, when I need prayer, I call this guy right here. Um, so what, what an incredible miracle. So you're in Mexico, and there's a, a young girl. She's seven years old, and she's never, she had never spoken before in her, in her life, yeah. not, not one, one word. And, and, and you Jesus. prayed, and she spoke for the first time. And what was the first thing she said? G, you she had said, her. Jesus Christ is our Señor. Jesus that means Christ Jesus Christ is, is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. And, of yeah. course, I mean, in that moment, in that meeting, I mean, it had to be like electricity. Yeah. I mean, I mean that will, that will fuel your faith. Oh yeah. It, her I mean, dad, they, her dad hit the. I mean, she, her dad hit the ground with his knees. Bless God, you know. <laughs> he hit the ground with his knees. You know what? And and, and else, uh, he surrendered. Now, now he he now he was the only one saved in that family, but he surrendered to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that little girl, I was told that little girl started memorizing scriptures and quoting them, and she was just a quoting them like a like a like a singing bird, you know, just 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 a, just a quoting those scriptures. And she she become a, a a little witness memorizing scriptures. Bless God and her her dad moved the family. Uh, into the mountains of Mexico City, and he was preaching the gospel. And he had that little girl there be saying, boy, she was talking like a blue jay, you know what I mean to tell you? And telling people about Jesus. The Lord can do that for you too. Amen. Wow, what a story. So, um, and a church was birthed out of that, out of that meeting. Yes. Um, yes. So many people came to the meeting, obviously, that would, um, man, just light a, that little village on fire. And then, so then the dad... Her dad yeah. became a preacher. That's right. Wow. All because of, of, of one miracle. That just goes to show you that a lot of times when God does a miracle on our own life, not only does it benefit us, but it benefits those around us. I mean, one of the stories that we have built the book 41 will come on is the story in 1 Samuel chapter 17 of, of David and Goliath, where Goliath challenged Israel twice a day for 40 consecutive days, you know, um, begging somebody to fight him. And not one soldier in Saul's army was brave enough to step onto the battlefield. For 40 days, twice a day, they heard the same taunts that David heard. When David showed up, he didn't respond with silence like the army of Israel. He, he responded with faith and stepped onto that battlefield. In fact, it was the words, the negative words, the taunts of the enemy that not, not only fueled David's faith, but they revealed David's destiny that revealed David's cause. And when he heard those words, he did the opposite. 
of the soldiers. Instead of tucking tail and running, he said, I'm going to do something about it. And when he stepped onto that battlefield and he took out Goliath, it was not only a victory for David, but it benefited an entire nation. So we hear, here we have one miracle, yeah. one minister willing to pray for a girl who hadn't spoken in seven years. And when she received her miracle, obviously it benefited her for the rest of her life. She was able to talk, begin to memorize scripture. But it, it fueled so much faith that people came to Jesus, a family came to Christ, her dad became a minister, a church was birthed out yeah. as a result of yeah. the miracle, and then dad moved to another area to begin preaching the gospel in Mexico City. So I wonder how many people came to the Lord because of one yeah. miracle that took place. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yes, that's right. Man. Well, there's another story about a stillborn baby, Yes, right? Yes. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, I was preaching in Victoria, Mexico. And, uh, and so uh, uh, at the end of the service, we're praying for people, praying for the sick and different ones. People receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And uh, this woman came forward and she was eight months pregnant. She said she had gone to the doctor that day, and the doctor said that the baby had already died, and the baby will be born, stillborn. And so uh, I said, how, 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 do you, uh, how do you want us to pray? She said, I don't want my baby to die. I want my baby to live. I said, well, put your hands on your tummy. She put her hands on her tummy, and I put my hand on, on her stomach there and on her hands and rebuked the spirit of death and commanded the spirit of death to come out of the child in the name of Jesus. And bam, and then, Lord, that the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will flow into this child and r resurrect this child right now in the name of Jesus. Well, uh, right there, you know, we had to go somewhere else and what have you, and then we got word that that baby was born next month. That baby was born alive. And uh, the mother sent me a picture of, of the child. And, and then later on, we went down and got to meet the boy in person, you know, as a boy. And uh, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Amen. You know, the devil, he lies to us all the time. Nobody's going to make it. All that stuff, you know, and uh, that people believe it, you know. The Lord, the Lord wants us to believe what he said, stand on what he said, have some action of what he said, believe like he told the truth because he did tell the truth, and uh, you'll see a miracle. God, God loves us with an everlasting love. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He wants us to have some faith, so we've got to hear what he's saying so that we can have some faith. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and when he quickens that to us, he quickens his word to us. His word is alive, just like he resurrected that little baby. And, and uh, when somebody says, oh, I'm sorry to tell you. Well, you know, Jesus, let him be the last one. <laughs> hey, Jesus, <laughs> hey, they, some, they may have gave you a death sentence, but Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Go run into him. He, he's waiting for us. He wants to put his arms around. He wants, to, he wants to heal us. He wants to save us. He wants to deliver us and set us free by his power. Amen. Amen. Now, um, 
You know, I feel like I'm in church. <laughs> and I know those of you that are watching and listening, you, you're in church right now with, with, uh, with Papa Tate. And uh, man, what a, what a powerful example of the miraculous. You know, there's so many people that I, I've heard so many skeptical people who don't believe in miracles today, but obviously um, you're living proof of that God still does miracles today. In fact, this year I've, I've read three books all on the subject of miracles. That's what I've been, been studying as um, I am in the process of, of writing my, my next book. Um, one of the books that I'm reading right now is called The Case for Miracles by Lee Strobel. And um, in fact, I'm reading the, um, the, the audiobook version, so I'm actually listening to, to him tell the story. And listening last night, he was specifically talking about the resurrection of Christ and, and proving that how the resurrection is real. And one of the things that I want to bring out, you were just talking about th that resurrection power, the resurrected Jesus. You know, the scripture tells us that the same spirit yeah. that raised Jesus out of the grave yeah. lives on the inside of us. Yeah, amen. You know, and the word says, if any is sick among you, call upon the elders of the church to lay hands on you that you might receive healing. Jesus also commands us in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18, not only to go into the world to preach the gospel, but to lay hands on the sick. So we, we believe what the word says. We believe that Jesus is Jehovah Rapha, a God who still heals. Isaiah 53, 5 says that by his stripes we were healed. We believe in healing. We believe in laying hands on the sick. We believe in, in, in talking to chickens and commanding them to lay eggs. Um, you know, um, a, a seven-year-old girl spoke for the first time. A mother who came to you who the doctor had already said the baby inside of you is already deceased. Yeah. This baby will be born, stillborn, mm -hmm. but you laid hands on her. You prayed the prayer of faith. You stood on the yeah. word of God. Jesus healed yeah. that baby, and that baby yeah. was born alive and is uh, yeah. a young man today. So yeah. um, praise, praise the Lord. What do you need God to do in, excuse me, what do you need God to do in your life? Stand on the word, decree the word, believe the Word of God. We weigh everything against Scripture. We believe that is true. All 66 books, all 31,102 yeah. verses, all 1,189 chapters is God speaking to us, and Jesus is the living Word. Yeah. You know, the book of James says we have not because we ask not, so we want to encourage you, go to God. A lot of times, a lot of times we go to God last. I want to go to God yeah. first. That's right. You know what I mean? He's listening. He hears us. The, the Apostle Paul said, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything yeah. the scripture says to come boldly to the throne that we might obtain in fact i spoke yeah. at rich words christian church last weekend and we we talked about this one of the things that i i shared with nine words that will change your life and our our key scripture was found in mark chapter 10 verses 46 through 52 it's a story of bartimaeus when bartimaeus who was a blind beggar he heard that jesus was passing by he cried out to jesus son of david have mercy on me and it says the, the scripture says that the crowd told him to be quiet. They told him to shut up. And in that moment, he had an opportunity to lose his miracle. He could have hung his head. He could have left dejected. And he would have been, he would have remained a blind beggar the rest of his life. But the scripture says that instead, he shouted louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And this time, Jesus stopped. And he said, bring him to me. So then the same crowd that told him to shut up 
is the same crowd who told him, hey, cheer up. He's calling you. And they brought him to the miracle maker. And then Jesus said nine words to him that changed the trajectory of his life forever. And those nine words are the same nine words that Jesus is speaking to us today. And they are, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Rabbi, teacher, I want to see. Some translation says that he said, I want to regain my sight, which implies at one time he could see. So I believe today, whether no matter what you need, God is able and he's willing to meet your need. There was a leper that approached Jesus and Jesus said the same words to him. What do you want me to do for you? He said, I'd li- I want to be clean. If you're willing, then Jesus said two words. I'm willing. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to meet your needs. So I don't believe it's an accident today that you're watching, that you're listening, because I know there are many people that you, you need God to show up and show off in your life. Some of you, you need a feeling. Uh, you need a, not a feeling, you need a healing, right? You need a physical healing in your body. Some of you, you're believing for God to do a miracle in a relationship. For some of you, it might be a marriage. It might be in a, restra- a strange relationship, maybe with a parent, or maybe you're a parent watching and you have a, you need, man, you're just believing for your son or your daughter to come back to Christ. Whatever that, whatever that need is, I'm going to have my dad pray in just a moment, we're going to have you agree. And I believe that God is going to move. You know, maybe it's a financial miracle. I don't know. Maybe you're believing to be used in ministry. Whatever your need is today, Jesus is, is asking you, hey, what do you want me to do? And we're going to commit it to God. We're going to give it to God. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit whatever you do to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain. Bring your petitions to him. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Another scripture says to ask boldly, believingly, and God won't turn, turn us away. He wants us to pray those big, bold, audacious prayers. Whether it's a chicken who's not laying eggs, whether it's a stillborn baby that's supposed to be born, whether it's somebody who can't talk or somebody who can't, who can't hear, we still believe in the yeah. miracle-working yeah power of God. You know, sometimes God uses technology. I wear hearing aids. My dad wears hearing aids. God has seen, you've seen deaf ears open. You've seen blind eyes open. Yeah. You still wear a hearing aids. God, we still, we still, God can use technology. He can use wisdom someday. You know what? When we're in heaven or sooner, that manifestation is going to, is going to take place. But until then, we just stand on the word. We speak the word. We decree a word. So dad, why don't you Close us out today by, by praying. I know there's people watching, there's people listening. They need a miracle yeah. in their life. So can you, can you pray? Yes. We also, Lord, uh, anyone out there also that has never received you as your personal Lord and Savior. Father God, we ask you now, Lord, to reach down, Lord. We ask them to cry out to you. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Invite Jesus Christ into your heart right now, and he'll save you right now. Write your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And Father God, we pray for those that are sick and afflicted and discouraged and down and hurting. We take authority over the enemy that is attacking all these brothers and sisters out there. We bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. We command them to be loosed 
from infirmity. Be loosed from infirmity. Lord, Lord, give them a miracle right now. Lord, we ask you to heal the sick, Lord. We ask you to supply every need. Lord, every financial need. Lord, every physical need. We command pain to loose their bodies and go from them. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open blind eyes and deaf ears. Lord, that the crippled will walk. People come out of wheelchairs in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, supply all their needs. Put groceries on the table. Lord, put money in the bank. Lord, we thank you for it. We believe it and we receive it right now. Father God, you said uh, all of us, two of you, shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. You said it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. We thank you for it. We believe it and we receive it right now. We receive our miracle right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks, Dad. Amen. Thanks for coming on. Um, 52 years of ministry. Um, you've been involved. I've been in the ministry, well, pastoring the same church 20 years, been in ministry um, a lot longer than that. So, um, man, thank you. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. I'm the, I'm, I'm the result of, of, of this guy. And for those of you that live in the Peoria area, um, Dad's going to be at Rock Church this weekend, Saturday night at 5, Sunday at 9 and 11. We're going to tag team. And when I say tag team, I'm going to just share briefly. And then we're just going to wind him up and let him go. And um, okay. we don't even need to give him a microphone. You know that after that prayer. So thank you for um, watching and listening to 41 Strong today. Um, for more information, you can go to chuckytate.com. For our producer, Mike Sable, I'm Chuck Tate. This is Chuck Sr. We look forward to seeing you for episode 96 next week. Bye-bye. PeoriaLife.com.